Okay, today's daf is daf vav, and uh, the Gemara brings as follows: Reb Zira b'shem Rabbanin, Reb Zira said as follows: Etrog shechanat b'shnat orla v'yatsa b'shnat heter. So you've got an etrog that's blossomed in the third year, that's not orla, and it continues to grow into the fourth year. Okay, we say afilu musaf kama asor, despite the fact it might, you know, grow. I mean, it was only small bud in the third year. But then it grew out to be this, you know, beautiful, you know, two-handed size etrog. So 200 times it, we still say it's asso. Not only that, so you, I took out the words vesikulachaviro, by the way. Not only that, velokin alav bekazait. Also, you get malchus if you eat it. In other words, it's mamash asso mishum orla. Okay? Meaning, if that etrog is the size of kazait, it would be asso. Now, the Gemara's assumption at this stage, which is how it's going to bring a kasha, is, if you remember yesterday, Reb Zira says, if I take a, tr- a branch, from a orla tree, and I place it on a zikina, and the fruit that's on it, we say the gidulin that grows, we say gidulin that uh, the the gidul isu mavatel isu, meaning that the, that which grows can mavatel the the isu from which it stemmed initially. However, we'll we'll get to this in a moment to explain more detail. But the assumption is that's the case here as well. But the problem with that is says Amar of Meishar Lerubzira Tarta Milan. What we just read and what I just explained to you. The Atun Amrin you said, the Inun Palgin Chadal Chadal. You've said two things, and they both they're the Soter Chatachini. They contradict one another. Hatan Atun Amrin Sheingidlu Isu Malade Isu. Before we said the Engidlu Isu Malade Isu, which means really what you've got is in the case of the grafted tree, the branch, you put it in there. We said that which grew, if you remember yesterday, is really Heter. But no, we said in Koach the Isur that was there to battle the battle it because it's growing from the Isur. That's what we said yesterday. That's why the Etrogzasu. But really, what is it effectively? It sounds like it's a mixture of Isur and Heter together. We'll get to that or refine that understanding in a minute. However, Hachan Atun Amrin, but here you're saying our Etrog that started growing in the third year and grew into the fourth year, you're saying, look, love the Kazait. You're saying that if you have a Kazait, if it's the size of a Kazait and you, or you eat a Kazait of it, you get Malchus for a thing, Orla, meaning, it's what? Not a mixture. It's kulo asur. The whole thing's asur. So the Gemara asks, So if, in the case when you grafted the branch from the tree, you say it's really kind of a mixture of heter and isur, so why don't we say the same thing in here with the, with the etrog started growing in the third year, going to the fourth year, and we say it's also a mixture of isur and heter, and you only get malchus if there's a proportional to the mixture, a kezai's worth of isur. Okay? Now, it's important to understand this follows because we've explained that uh, in kind of two different ways as we've been going along. So I want to refine this understanding now, Rabbi Chaim. He says, This is in the middle of the Matchil Vyelake. Despite the fact that we first started in Halakha, says, Because the reason why that which grows from Nisur can't bevatel that which it grew from. That's because we've said that because it's growing from an isur, it itself is asur. That was as far we applied back then. So it doesn't sound like it's a mixture anymore, does it? The way we explained it, now I just read the Gemara now, is when you've taken the branch, the grafted branch, and you put it in and, and from the from the orla tree, and you put it in the skeina, that which grows after is really, really heter, but we say that this is why I explained it yesterday that the, because it grew from the isur, the isur, the, the that which grew from an isur, mean the heter that's subsequently grown, come the isur. But we explain we first opened the mesechta slightly differently that the isur that grows out, so, sorry, that which grows out of the isur is itself asur. So that, that in other words, 
what Rokhaim's pointing out here is the way we've been explaining the, that expression has uh, seems to be itself contradictory, but he says not actually the case. Um, it says, We'll get to that soon. That Nadarim is, is, is the coming receptor in Tafiomi. So, nonetheless, we say, So, in other words, this is very interesting. We, what it's saying is, is when it's a Gidli, that which grows in the Isra is like Isra itself, like I said in the beginning. It's not that it's Mamash Orla. It's, it's really Shubi Heter. But because it's growing from Isur, it's we define it as being Asur, but not enough that it's Mamash defined as the Isur itself, such that it, uh, it would uh, combine to make the Kazayit that you get Malkus for it. So that Gidule Isur is indeed Asur, but not Malkut worthy, if you like. Okay? Is that like, that's, that's like this really nuanced, if you like, explanation of what, why we say Gidule Isur is Asur. Okay? But in any event, so now with that sort of much more refined understanding, we have the, let's, Flesh out the contradiction one more time. We said when when we started the daf, we said etrog chachanat b'shlishi v'yotzeler aviit. So it started blossoming in the in the third year and it continued to grow in the fourth year. We said the according to Rabbi Zira, the whole thing is asur and a kazayit of it being malchus for. But when you've grafted a branch from a tree that was orla that started growing this etrog, as we said yesterday, and you put it in an eskena, we say that it's actually no. Uh, we we which we said is kind of like a mixture. I mean, it's not kula asur that's worthy of malkot, the way Reb Chaim explained it. So why, so don't, don't, don't the two things seem to be contradictory? And the Gemara says, no. Amr Yona, there's a completely different story. What's the difference? He's saying, you've got to, uh, I'll read, I'll, we'll just read that straight out of Reb Chaim. Lord Dami, you can't compare the case you grafted from a Yalda to a Skein to the case of a Etrog that's grown from the third year into the fourth year. They're not the same. Why? In the case we've grafted a branch from the Yaldan Pun and the Skena, now that branch becomes Heter. Yes, it's got some oil of fruit on it. But the branch itself becomes heter because now it's drawing its sus and it's now, if you like, now part of the, the skena. Umasha or sif and that which is adding, it's like growing, it's heter. That's why you need the reason why we ask the end of the isumaleta isur. Avalhach, in the case we've got one etrog that's been sitting on the same tree, it's blossomed in the third year and it's growing into the fourth year. I feel despite it, it's irrelevant, that which continues to grow in the fourth year is still Huatzmo Asur, would still be Asur. Why? Because with the fruit, I'll just, I will stop reading inside. Because with the fruit, how do you determine what year it is in Orla? You look at the blossoming. It doesn't matter if it continues to grow into the fourth year. The whole fruit is an Asur fruit because of Orla. So in other words, you can't compare the grafted case because when you take this tree and graft it into the tree now, any, because it now becomes part of the skin, any further growth is now considered heter. To the case of a, of a, of a fruit that blossoms in the third and goes into the fourth, that itself kulo is asur, because you look at the fruit and define when was this tree, when was it, um, when did it blossom? Because it's, it hasn't been grafted, hasn't been moved, and the whole thing is kulo asur. Yes, you want to ask a question? Just, it seems so obvious. It's, it's hard to imagine it was even a havam, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you, um, that it seems to be uh, obvious. But look at the corollary that comes out of this figure that might not be obvious. I'll show you something excellent now. Now that we've 
but going through the process of having to find even more like really fleshing out the differences between the two. Look at this. He says as follows. Now this is fascinating. Let's say we've got two, two etrog trees that have grown each. They've blossomed in the third year. What I do now as I take branches from each of them in the fourth year and switch them into the two trees. So I've got a Yalda now, Shesipka, because this tree is now Zakena. You hear? So in that situation, we'd say that now it'd be, you'd, you'd fall onto, it would be the other situation. It would be considered Yalda, Shesipka, Zakena, such that you'd have to rely on the Svara of, um, in Isum, in to Isum. Okay? Now, at the end of the day, we say the Etrog will be Asa. What's a Nafkamina? The Nafkamina would be if someone ate a Kazayat of it. Because if it, in other words, if it hadn't been grafted, the tree stayed as they were. It's an oral tree. It's all a fruit. Because you get malchus for. Now that you've switched to any further gidulim, is considered them, if you like a. I'm calling it a mixture, but we said it's all or a mixture of isur that you can't get malchus on. So you'd have to have a proportional amount of genuine isur in that which you're eating in order to get chayv malchus. That would be enough gemina. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Val B'shem. Something else I want to say. Yes, fine. Um, so Rebbe Yavel B'Shem Rebbe Yochanan says, that they're actually mistam. Now, what are we talking about here? We talked about the case where he did Sipuk and Havracha. Okay, so he grafted it and it was also tunneled in the ground. And uh, we said it'd be Mutar, according to Chachamim, because, you know, it's it's drawing from this Kena. Okay? However, Rebbe Meir says, um, actually, it depends if the Kena has enough Koach or not. Meaning, where is it drawing its sustenance? Is it drawing from the roots of the newly tunneled vine or branch, or is it drawing most of its sustenance from the actual tree on which it's grafted to? The Gemara says, actually, how do we understand the machloka between the two of them? So he says the machloka is bestam, where you don't know the status of the tree, the koach of the tree. So, because because if you know it's drawing its, all its sustenance from the skeina that the, all the, the actual tree, the graft, part that's grafted to is actually strong, it's a good tree, then never I call everyone agrees it's mortal, it wouldn't be considered oral. Vim bari, if you know that the, the, that's actually mikoachayalda, that it's actually drawing sustenance from the newly formed roots in the branches of the tunnel in the ground, then never I call the asur. LL kim nan what's a machloka on the bestam? We're not sure. Now the question is, how do you know? Kezahu yodea. So Rabbevai says, Beshem Rabchenina, ima alim hofchim klape yalda. You look at the leaves. If the leaves are pointing towards the yalda, meaning like the, the roots where it's coming from, you, sorry, the, 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 not the roots, the, away from the tree it's grafted to, but towards where it's sunken in. We say, Devabari shuhu chai mi Then you know it's drawing a sasa from the skena. Okay. If the leaves are facing towards the skena, you know it's drawing its bari, it's coming from the yalda, from the roots. In other words, it seems to be Chazal understood that the leaves face away from there where the, from where it's drawing sustenance from. Okay. So Amrav Yudin Barchenes Simana, you see the simon is Dachal Min Chabrei by Mistakalbe. Sorry, Bahit Mistakalbe. In other words, if you're getting a gift from, the, like if you're someone's getting stuck or like, like being fed from, from someone, you're sort of embarrassed to look at them. In other words, getting this like Matanachinam, I think the idea is. He's still embarrassed to look at him. So that's why the leaves kind of turn away from the roots. That's why they're pointing away. So then the question is, if the leaves are a good indicator, 
Again, what's a machlokin in the Mishnah? The machlokin where you don't know whether it's drawing it from. says, Sorry, says When the leaves have fallen off, it's autumn. And you don't know, in that you've got no indication where the... Um, or, or, and it can't be autumn because fruit trees usually keep their leaves. But, um, but in other words, we, we, that the leaves, the leaves have fallen off and you can't use the leaves as an indicator where it's actually drawing assessments from. Okay. Let's continue. Brecha shenifsak. Now this is talking about if it propagated a vine and then it got severed. Now we look at that vine as a newly planted tree. So the Gemara says, um, Amar of Yudin, loss of davar brecha, not just a brecha, this propagated vine where it's severed that you now start cutting anew. Ella afilu ilan, even a tree, if you start transplanting a tree, or a tree gets pulled to the ground, you replant it, it would be considered like a newly planted tree and you'd have to count the years of oil. Okay? Now, why do it's Da'am Rav Yossi B'Shem Rav Yochanan. So why do you need to teach us this to see in a minute? Because we see already, Batsal Sha'akru V'Shatlu, if you get an onion, that's already had Trash Trumas Masrot, and you take it, you pull it out, and you plant it in the ground. Kevin Shishrish, once it takes root, that's the way Rav Chaim reads it, Maiser Lefikulo, then it becomes Tevil again. So just like we find with vegetables, when you replant it, it's as if it's become anew. So too we find by trees as well. So Rabbi Chia Vashem Rabbi Yochanan Batzasha Akru Vashatlu had a different reading. Kevin Shishru Master Lefikolo. Now again, so the question is, if we see it by onions, why do we need to, why what, why did we need Rabbi Yosef to come along and teach? So why do we need to Rabbi Yudin to come along and teach us also by trees as well? Because we look the the Lord Tisvo, so you wouldn't think that it's exactly the same in the case of Basal. The Lord Tisvo Meima Af. So in other words, I read Reb Chaim. He says, When you replant a tree, um, you might think that the fruit that already on the tree, let's say there's an apple tree that got pulled out of the ground, and you plant, replant it, you might have the Havimina, that just like the onion, Kulo becomes Tevel, so to even the fruit on the tree that have already developed the head, it will all become suddenly Orla. That would be a Havimina. Kamash Balan, that's not the case. Da'af bilan im hosif matayim hida'asur. But with an ilan, it's only that which grows after you've replanted that we're concerned about. That again, if it adds, increase inside by one, two hundred, then, then it's going to cause a problem. In other words, there's a difference when you replant vegetables that it completely, the whole thing turns into table again, like this onion to replanting a tree that had fruit already existing on it that weren't orla. When you replant it again, it's only the extra gidlin after that become also an orla, but the fruit that already developed don't turn into orla. Now, why the difference? Why, and it seems to be that Rashi really says, we actually, he quotes Gemara Manachot, that with onions, it's actually a more humra of onions. Why? Because normally when you plant grain, seeds, it, the, the seed itself uh, dissolves. We don't start saying, oh, let's calculate how much of that was chulin? We completely disregard that which was planted. I read you, I read you, However, the batzal came and she However, an onion would say ain't zerokale. It doesn't disintegrate. So therefore, it is that's considered its planting. And there below plug rabbanan bebzriyazriya. So therefore, just like seeds, we don't start calculating how much chulin was in that which you planted. So too with onions. That's the way it's planted. Therefore, if you replant an onion and it takes root, the whole thing is, it becomes tevel. But it's not, that's not the way of doing trees and trees is a different situation altogether. Okay. Fine. Let's continue. Um, Rabbi Shimon. Tevel. Now, careful. I know if you hear my voice, it sounds the same, but this is a tevel with a tough. 
So it's spi- con- like spicing or uh, seasoning. Table Maushia Serbiotomimatai. Does does seasoning also in more than 200? So, I mean, meaning does it impart a flavor in more than 200? I'll explain in a second. So, Amarle, in Tevobiotomimatai. No, it doesn't in- impact more than 200. So, Patanina, now we're going to Kasha. Now, it's important to understand this Kasha. It says, uh, it, it, that we said, if, if it's Mechamet or Matabel, this is talking about, this is the mission that talks about Truman being Batel and Kilai and Kilai Karen being Batel. One's Batel in 100, one Batel in 200. But we said, if it's Mechamet or Matabel or Medamea, one of these things important, let's go through them. Mechamet means it causes it to rise. Matabel means it's like, it's like a seasoning, it gives a flavor. Medamea means, um, uh, like, well, I think it's discussion whether you take it out or not, but, um, <clears throat> this is with the truma. So, um, if you say that metabel can only impact up to 200, so what are we saying here? The, 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 um, the, that Mishnah says if it's metabel, then it, the, the proportions are irrelevant. One, one, 100 to 200 doesn't make a difference. It's going to be Asur. But what we seem to be saying, the Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shimon and Lakish are both saying that Metabal doesn't, can't go more than 200 anyway. But if it can't go to more than 200, meaning it's not Metabal, it's irrelevant because the Isra itself requires, if it's, if it's, um, if it's Kile Kerem or Orla, it requires 200 to, to against it. So why is the mission mentioning Metabal? You hear the question? Again, Mimanafshach. Even whether it's metabolite or not, kile kerman or leads to under to to, to mevatelit. So it must be then the case of metabolite goes even more than two hundred. Okay, that you'd be able to this. It would be us even more than two hundred. So in other words, what's Rish, what, what's Rabbi Yochanan and Lakish responding? The metabolite can't go more than two hundred, meaning it doesn't impart that flavor. So it's, uh, so the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef B'Shem Riochan, no, we're talking about, sorry, I missed one, Elaba Anavim, Anan Kamin. We're not talking about all seasoning, we're talking about grapes. Because grapes themselves, their tibul, their, um, their, uh, their capacity to season, if you like, isn't as strong as other ones and can't get to 200. Okay? So really, that Mishnah wasn't talking about grapes then. That's the way you explain it. So Rabbi Yosef B'Shem Riochan, B'Shalotzimku. That's when you're talking about grapes don't have the same capacity of seasoning like other seasonings. That is if it hasn't turned into um, raisins. About in Tzimku, if it has, oh, then it's potent. Yes, Tevel time. Rav Chia also says Bishol Bishlo when it's not cooked. About in Bishlo, if even if it's, it's normal grapes and you cook it together, then it could also have a more potent flavor. Yes, Tevel time. Okay, next. Um, fine. Now, Rav Yossi B'Shem Rav Yoshaya Ben Levi says, B'Shem Rav Padya, he says, not, not Neitamim Ber, I'm not sure what you have here, but it should be Meya, be Meya. So Rav Yossi says, it's, with the assumption here is that we're talking about something is metabol once again. So it takes a hundred to one. Rav Chia Barba B'Shem Rav Yoshaya Ben Levi says, B'Shem Rav Padya says, not Neitamim Bechad Mishishim. Okay, so I've got little square brackets inserted quite a bit. So in other words, it seems to be the Machlok of Rav Yossi Rav Chia Barba, about what Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said in the name of Rabbi Padya, regarding if if not ten times the shishim or the meya. Again, the assumption is that we're talking about metabel. So once again, how can you limit metabel to sixty or a hundred? Same kasha we're going to say. Am Rav Shmuel bar bar Rabbi Yitzchak or Rabbi Chia bar bar bar. How Rabbi Yossi Palik? Firstly, he said to Rabbi Chia bar bar that says it's sixty. That Rabbi Yossi's cholok in you it says it is uh it is uh it is a hundred. 
Furthermore, we've got this Matnita, we've got this mission that's Cholak and Palagal Trech on both of you. As we said, we said that if it's Mechametz or Matel Metal being one of them, that was that Mishnah, then if it's Metabel, I don't care about proportions. And if it's meaning, it, even if it's, uh, it sounds like, even if it's more than 200, which implies, once again, like we explained before, the Metabel can go more than 200. So why are you saying 60 and 100? And if it can't get past 100, it doesn't matter anyway. Because it, you, to Bavatel Truma, you need 100. And to Bavatel Kile Karim and you need 200. So it must be Elibatan and Ankaimin that when it comes to Matabel, it can, it can impact more than 200. Okay. So then what's Reb Yossi and Reb Chia Baba talking about when they say 60 and 100? We're talking about normal cases of Bittel. So, not metabel, not something that's added as seasoning, but meat mixed with meat. There's machloket. Do we go sixty or do we? Is it a hundred? We're more familiar with sixty. Batel b'shishim. We see in this, we see in this gemara this machloket. But is is it sixty to one or a hundred to one? So Rabbi Yossi, we say actually not. I'm Rabbi Yossi. He basa babasa. He shall call dvarim as opposed to isurim. I mean, it's not just meat. It's all other foods that mix together. We use the same proportion, sixty and a hundred. We don't start. Um, uh, saying each different food, the way it imparts flavor is going to be different. Why? Uh, um, that is the, um, the, the Hagota Gra. In other words, in terms of imparting flavor, um, in terms of how we work, we look at, we don't say each food differently. We view the Easter as if it's like an onion or a leek. Okay, so Maikadun, so what's a machloket? So we say, Ahen Omer not need tamim, Mechad Mea, the hen not need tamim, the Echad Meshishin. So machloket then seems to be in Rabios and Rabbi whether it's 60 or 100, regarding exactly this, this point, Batsal Vakaflo. In other words, normally Surim not Tavlinim. Now the question is, what's a machloket based on? Why does one sheet say 60 and the other one say 100? So Mada no need tamim, Mechad Meshishim, Atosea Zroa, Echad Meshishim, the Ayl, the Umanda Amar Echad Mea, Atosea Zroa, Echad Mea, the Ayl. So this relates to the Zroa Beshela. Okay. From, uh, from the Ayel. So this is Ma'el Nazir. Sorry, Rabbi Chaim. It's the name Ma'el Nazir Yafilam. The Ayel, the ram that the, uh, that the, the Nazir brings at the end of his, uh, Nazirot, I think. It says, But what would happen? That the whole foreleg with the Ayel was all cooked together. But it's interesting. And you've got to give that Zroa to the Kohen as a Matana. But it's asu to azar. So you've got isur and heter that are effectively being cooked together. The Torah tells us to do so. Nonetheless, the fact that the Torah b'sel is asur doesn't make the remaining part of that ayil asur to the balim. The balim can eat the remainder. So it must be that we learn from this case that the zroa doesn't attend tam to the rest of this animal. That's where we learn it from. So that it seems to be initially, what's a machloket? It seems to be that one understanding is that the zroa is one sixtieth of the animal. Another opinion is that that zroa is one hundredth of the rest of the ram. However, so sorry, let's go back. Now the question is, why is that? Is a machloket a mitzvah? The answer is no. Uh, the machloket is whether we include the bones of the zroa along with the zroa itself as part of the isur. So the shita that says it's 60, you include the bones. 
The cleat, the sheet that says it's actually a hundred to one is because we're not including the bones. So therefore, it's the rest of the bus, the whole the rest of the ram compared to the actual Basar of the Zroa is a hundred to one. Now the Gemara says, but what's not fair? If you're taking the bones from the Zroa, take the bones from the rest of the animal if you're taking out the bones. If you're saying the bones don't impart any flavor, then it absorb nothing. So it, so it says, and you wouldn't get a hundred to one. <coughs> so the Gemara says, you cannot say that. We find elsewhere. And we learned this sugya back in Sech Truma. This isn't good Chazara. It says, that the tinofet, this is like if you've got uh, flour and you've got bran. So the bran of truma doesn't mitzarif le'esoretachulim. Okay? However, because the tinofet itself, the bran, is considered chulim. However, avalitinofet shel chulim mitzarifim le'chulim le'otetachulim. So in other words, we can we find by truma that the bran and flour of chulim can combine to battle the truma flour, but, not, but the bran doesn't uh, t- take part in this. Okay, it sounds like it. So you can say that the heter bones, so to in our case, the heter bones can meet starf with the heter basar. To mavatel does rob flesh alone. That's how you get to a hundred. Okay. <clears throat> so rebeiba by etinofet shel truma maushit strefim afulin la loteta truma. Now this is fascinating. Okay, if you say the tinofet of the truma is not meet starf leesor because you're saying it's chulin, can the tinofet, meaning like the bran and like, of the truma as well, meet starve to battle the truma? Can it combine with the chulim? So we see, Mimad Amar, we saw this already once before, Mimad Amar of Chuna, it says, Klippe isu meet starfim leheter, that the klippim, the shells of the isu, can meet starve with the heter to battle it. So we say, you see, yes, indeed, had amit tinofet shtrum, meet starve at imachulin la lotata truma. That indeed we say the tinofet of the truma can, since we're defining as chulim, can meet starve with the chulim to battle the truma. Okay. However, We've, again, once again, we have a Tani Rebchia, a, a, a teaching of Tosefta of Rebchia. It says, not Tosefta, but like a, 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 a we call that a teaching of Rebchia. In other words, the fact that the Torah is telling us this is Mutar, the Bezro Besheila, meaning it's only specifically this, however, other situations you need more. Meaning, Elsewhere, you actually need a hundred and a bit to battle it. But here, Baram Hacha, the Torah says, Afilo mea mutar. Now, the fact that the Torah is saying it's mutar goes out of its way to teach that the remainder is mutar must mean this is almost like an exception, not the rule. And that's why everything else you need a bit more than a hundred. That's the way his inclusion. Okay, take it away to the talk. Now, the Gemara also says, Im Hosif Matain. If you recall, we said in our Mishnah that, um, that if it's most, if you've got a Brecha Shinifsa and it's full of fruit, so the breaker itself was connected to the skeiner, and all the fruit of that was um, mutar. Okay, once it's nifzak, it's if it's newly planted. So then, any further growth, if it continues to grow, if it's mosif matayim, any future extra growth is now considered from like newly planted tree. So it's orla. So if it grows by a one two hundredth, then you're not going or more, I should say, you're not going to have it left in the heter enough to battle, and everything becomes asul. Got a mixture, if you like, of orla and chulin. So the gemara asks now, uh, okay, how do you? Um, how do you mashire it? How do you work out, how do you estimate growth of that way? And this, we actually saw, if you remember, sorry, this was in, uh, we saw this in the, in, um, in the Kilayim. And then we had asked the same question because we said that atzitz nakuv, you take through a keren. And if it's mosif matayim in a keren, it becomes asum mishum kile keren. Okay? That was the same question. And we asked the same question, case mashire. So it says, to beat rabbi yana, mashire in the hadi 
So um, this Yarbuz is a type of vegetable we talked before. It's very easy to see it's the changes in it. Okay, so you use that Yaravuza as an estimate. You can look at the Yaravuza and determine the time that has passed to know if it's gone by one two hundredths. So the question is, okay, so here Okay, tell me about the Yaravuza itself. How do you work that out? So determine when it comes to Yaravuza, the amount that it dries up and shrivels up, the rate it does so is the same rate that it grows. So by picking one off and, and looking at it, we'll be able to, and, and scientifically assess it, we'll be able to work out its growth rate. So there are two ways to understand it. The Russell really brings both ways. One is you time how long it takes to dissolve, like to completely shrivel up. So if it took 100 hours, one two hundredth would be a half an hour. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. That's the way he explains it in the beginning. But Russell really also brings another chart. He says, no, all you do is simply weigh it as it goes on, and when it reduces by one two hundredth, you know that that's that that's the amount of time, and that's the amount of time you can see that if that time has passed while this fruit was on those trees, you'll know that it is grown one two hundredth, and therefore is asu. Okay. Obviously, if you're waiting for the whole thing to shrivel up, we're saying you pick the fruit first because it's going to pass. But like we're saying, we're trying to use that as a as a means, te- like a test to see what what time would be problematic. Okay, let's just. Start the next Mishnah, next Mishnah, and then we'll stop. So, so they've got little or smaller saplings, small things of Orla, and Kilekerem, they got mixed up with other sap, other small saplings. And we saw Natiot, by the way, can go for five, six, seven years. We've talked about Natiot before. So, then you cannot. Now, the problem is, it's not Batel, because something, when it's Mukhubar Lakarka, it's all in, in it's particular places, that it's not, uh, it's, it's, you can't Batel. It's only if they're detached, do we say it's Batel. So you can't pick it. You can't pick it in Mavatala. If you did by mistake, then you have time, then we apply the bitl, the laws of Bittal, one or two hundred to battle either Ola or Kile Karen. However, However, Biosi says, you can even intentionally go and pick all these Nitiot out, and make it Mavatal one in two hundred. And to understand Shir Rabiosi, we'll say see you next year. All right? Kolsov, have a good uh, day, everyone. And yeah, Mr. Tomorrow.